Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spill. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and Alex is at Dan's gay wedding, so he can't make it here. Um, we watched Return of the Living Dead. This was actually assigned to me via the Game of Games, but Parker decided, you know, we should probably just do an episode on this because it's probably worth it. Uh, I actually missed a chance to see this at the Alamo Drafthouse uh, a couple weeks ago, and that's such a shame i really really wish that i could have seen it but i'm happy i got to see it here uh it turns out it's a pretty good movie parker pretty straightforward horror movie nothing weird just a bunch of cool stuff regular cool nazis and punks mm-hmm. all right do you appreciate that that dude's just a thousand percent a nazi and it's never spoken of yeah i <laughs> <laughs> wasn't quite sure what to do with that. I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring that up. I like this cool cast of characters. Is that an Ava Braun poster? Oh, there's a zombie. Guess we won't talk about it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think that was intentional, too. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what Dan You don't have that poster, that name, and that type of gun, but Parker, and not be a Nazi in hiding. But Parker, what if he's just a fan of history? <laughs> yeah, just... He's really big into culture. <laughs> The specific era in history, a good like five year span. Also, video games. <laughs> All right, Parker, do you have any news for us? Do you, Chris, do you want to talk news? <laughs> yeah, sure. What I know you're excited. The wheels of time keep on turning, Chris, as Kevin Feige announces he's working on a Star Wars movie. Oh, God. You stupid piece of shit. <laughs> it's never going to fucking stop. But he's a really good director, right? He did all those good movies. After Ruin Johnson got his hands on everything. <laughs> oh, man. Just know, like, yeah, this trilogy's like, oh, my God, a little over two months from now we'll be done with this whole trilogy. But don't worry, the pipeline never stops. Why would it? It's making so much money. Much like you're excited for Spider-Man to finally be back. Now, you've seen both MCU movies, right? No. Anyways, don't worry, you can round out the trilogy. I know you were worried. Where will they pick up with the storylines? Well, everyone knows his identity. What's that all about? Tony Stark's still dead. All these questions and more, Chris, will be answered. Okay. I, I mean, you know, the good news is you get to comfort yourself with your favorite actress returning for Jurassic Park. Don't do this again. <laughs> we know, did this last week. I don't want to talk about Jurassic World. <laughs> is that all that is? So I read this, and it, I'm of two minds about it. <clears throat> so you know how just remakes are eternal. We can never, ever escape them. Especially in horror as we enter the month of October. Very true. So apparently Fetty Alvarez is going to do a Texas Chainsaw reboot, which... Oh, wait. 
Better Here's the thing. Evil Dead remake, Don't Breathe. Right. I'm... He's very good. Yeah. I want to see his next movie. I don't want him to be wasted on another fucking... Hey, it's a sequel to the original. Air jack off motion. Like, I don't want him wasted on another one. But also... This movie's gonna exist anyways. That's true. I'd rather get a good version of it selfishly because I'm a little piggy piggy who likes to roll in his slop. Yeah. So if I'm gonna have to sit through this movie anyways because my brain forces me to. Yeah. You know. I'd rather be the guy that made the Evil Dead remake that ends with blood raining from the sky. That's the thing is like the the highest bar to clear here is Texas Chainsaw 2. That, you know, I think we're going on a uh, three decades strong. Just cannot hop over it. Just can't get that momentum going. Right. Which you know, <laughs> I I'm not surprised that like what was it Texas Chainsaw 3D or something like that. I'm pretty sure when it worked at the movie theater oh that we showed God, that at that, some point. That movie is dire. <laughs> also, a sequel just to the original. <sighs> hey, guess what? It's not good. At, at this point, I, I think the the route that you have to go is just make the new one. You know, just make it all up your on your own. Or just don't. We could just not, man. No one gives a shit. Clearly. Actually, I say that, but the one that came out in two thousand three, that Michael Bay one, made a ton of movies. So, you know, clearly it can work again. So we'll just keep doing it. We'll just keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's all you have for news, then um, I'll move on to when keeping it woke goes wrong. I saw a review on Letterboxd, normal opinions only, that said that Spider-Man is the only working class hero, and now he's going to be, I don't fucking know, they're going to make him a fascist or something like that. I... There really should be a way to, like, hide reviews on Letterboxd, because I don't want to see what Sally Jane Black is posting. I don't want to see what Brat Pitt is posting on there. Oh, fucking kill me. I just want to That's see... in a shiver down my spine. <laughs> I just want to see my own post. Maybe yours. Actually, entirely yours. I don't even want to see my own. I... Come on. That... Why do people post like this? I, I don't understand. You look... I... Look, I've watched the real Spider-Man movies, both The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That does not strike me as a working class <laughs> also guy. Also known as the good ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ones everyone liked. Because of the chemistry. Anyway. No. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I guess Spider-Man is going to be cancelled in his new movie or something. I don't fucking know. <sighs> you fucking hate to see it. You hate to see your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man get cancelled. Yeah. Do you have any jerks of the week? I actually don't. I'm in too good of a mood. I should completely forgot. Yeah, alright, no jerks of the week. We are, as they say, running on fumes. Yeah. <laughs> alright, we can get into what we watched recently. <laughs> a movie called force of evil it's uh it's actually a film noir and i just Ooh. don't really like it as much as like maltese falcon or the big sleep or double indemnity or gaslight or anything like that force of evil is okay but it's dealing with a subset of society that i don't really like that much i i don't know i just couldn't get into it uh then i watched the bells of saint mary's this is the sequel to that bing crosby movie where he won an academy award for playing a catholic priest Guess what? He uh, he plays the exact same role here uh, with Ingrid Bergman. Uh, Ingrid Bergman huh. is like one of the best actresses I think who ever lived, and it, it, that's the thing is like in the other movie, uh, it was pretty much just uh, 
Bing Crosby, and the other guy won an Oscar too. That was the only time in history where the same actor got nominated for the same performance for both Best Leading Man and Best Supporting Man. And he won for Best Supporting because Bing Crosby takes first billing. But uh, this time, everyone else in that movie was just like, eh, you know, they're okay actors. They're just smiling a lot. And here they added like a real actress, Ingrid Bergman. And she does a really great job, but uh, it's just kind of funny to me that in so many scenes, she's shorter than Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby was a manlet. He was like 5'7". Ingrid Bergman was like 5'9 So I don't know what kind of platform shoes Bing Crosby was forced to wear, probably just standing on a box the entire time. But it's so funny to look at. It's like, come on, don't lie to me. (laughs) Uh, Is it a good movie? I, yeah, I don't think it. I don't. It's not really a Catholic movie, even though there are nuns and priests in it and stuff like that. It's uh, kind of weird. Ingrid Bergman teaches a boy how to box, so it's like you really got to kick his ass. You know, you're gonna do like I'm that. so excited because yeah. I watched a very Catholic movie that we'll be talking about shortly. Oh, good. <laughs> Looking forward to your expertise to explain some things to me, yeah. Chris. All right, so the next one I watched, I. I'm not saying I've given up on the horror movie list, but I got intimidated. There's just so many. I'm like. What if I go back to you know, like some of the classics, you know, some of the ones that everyone's telling me, oh, you got to watch this. Some of the foreign movies, they're in black and white. Oh. I was about to say uh, that could, that that runs a gamut, and there's some foreign movies you do not want to watch, buddy. Oh, I know that are two and a half hours long. This is called Workmeister Harmonies. It's Hungarian. It's by Belatar. Have you heard of Belatar? <laughs> uh. Can't make a joke, can Nope, you? I lost it. Bel- Couldn't think of the Pat Benatar song. I am running on fumes, buddy. Bellatar is also known for directing Satin Tango. Satin Tango. Oh, of course. <laughs> Which I haven't seen yet. But I, I don't know if I want to, if it's anything like this, because Workmeister Harmony sucks ass. Every single person is just like, this is the most beautiful most moving movie I've ever seen in my life. There's a giant whale. This movie sucks. This movie is so boring. I Every single time I see a movie like this, everyone says, yeah, it's great. It, you know, it'll change your life. It'll change your perspective on everything. And then I end up finding it boring as saltines. I, like, maybe I'm the idiot, right? Maybe I'm the one who's too much of a nerd to you know, appreciate this stuff. Maybe I just need my giant monsters and robots and stuff. I don't like those either. I finally have already seeped into your brain. <laughs> I've poisoned you over the last couple of years. You think, oh, work. Ah, this four movie's pretty lame. Uh, no robots fun. <laughs> C minus. Try again. Workmeister harmonies. You'd think there'd be music in there. There isn't. So we move on to a much better movie. It's called La Belle Noiseuse, which means the beautiful pain in the ass. Uh, it's a French movie. Uh, it came out in 1991, and it's four hours long. That's not an exaggeration. Are you fucking with... Why? What? <laughs> I told you there was going to be one where he asked, is everything okay? I... I just had some downtime, you know? It's, I, I'm, I got my car... <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I had a day. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This movie's actually kind of good. Uh, the way I've heard it described is like, somehow the best part of the movie is watching paint dry. <laughs> it's it's actually kind of good. I know you're having trouble you processing this. are not good at selling movies. <laughs> Put that on the fucking poster. Okay, so how do... Like watching paint dry. Yeah, that's one of the top letterbox reviews. I'll admit I stole it from some nerd who I don't care about. Uh, I did I'll not des- I'll describe the, t- uh, the story for you. It takes place in France, obviously. I know you've already checked out, but let me see if I can really back in. 
uh, there's this painter. He's he's old. He's aged, and nope. he's sort of given up the game. And uh, this woman comes by, and I don't know. She kind of meets me. He's like, "Hey, could I, you know, paint you?" And she's like, "I've seen your paintings, dude. You want me to take my clothes off? That's no good." And he's like, "Ah, oh, come on." And she's like, "Oh, okay." When you put it like that, and uh, he he draws her. He sketches her. He paints her. And I, I gotta admit, as someone who is awful at drawing it's kind of nice to watch someone who knows how to draw just do it and they're like what in the world is he doing oh that's a shadow (laughs) why didn't i ever think of that he's actually really really good at this stuff and it becomes more of like a mind game sort of thing and it plays out over four hours so it's pretty good you should just trust a lot of hours (laughs) Uh, twice as long as two hours one might say yeah (laughs) Uh, the next, <laughs> I can't believe I did this one. <laughs> I did this one entirely for one joke, also because it's on fourteen top lists. Uh, oh God! The name of this. Brace yourselves, everyone. The name of this. Don't fucking Google this movie at work. Whatever you do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh the name of this movie is I Am Cuba. Uh, it's a two. Gooding Jr. <laughs> no, no, no. It's two and a half hours long. <laughs> it's obviously Cuban. Uh, also helped made by the Soviet Union. Thanks for nothing. And uh, it's, well, you know, Parker, how, how much Spanish do you speak? Uh, you know what? Not going to touch that one. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah. Well, I thought you lived in Texas. I thought you were supposed to learn it. But it's okay if you don't, Peggy. I mean, I did, but I, buddy, I've forgotten many things since high school. Many, many, many things. I barely speak English. <laughs> well, here's the thing about this movie. The name of the movie, if you were to speak Spanish, how would you say, I am Cuba? <laughs> Yo soy Cuba. <laughs> they keep, every single time the movie starts, it's one of the recurring phrases is, soy Cuba. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Soy Cuba. <laughs> and... I'm watching this just, like, giggling my ass off. Now, I will say this in, in favor of the movie is um, it's got some actually fairly incredible camera work. Uh, Martin Scorsese was just, like, enthralled with this movie. It did not make a pretty big hit in uh, in Cuba itself because they're like, oh, hey, what about the, you know, the parts about uh, us being a communist dictatorship? They're like, oh, we decided not to show that because it wouldn't really fit in with the propaganda angle we're going with. And that's okay. It's just that they left a lot of things on the table, like uh, the repression of all homosexuals, the mass incarcerations and uh, executions and stuff like that, and the food shortages and, uh, you know, like a good schools and everything. But it's okay because the camera soy. work was really good. And also, soy Cuba. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is I prefer way Cuba. Then I watched the Muppets movie. Uh, which you know how much I like puppets, right? Uh, I'm aware. Yeah, specifically Muppets. Jim Henson does a great job. I like Labyrinth. I love the Dark Crystal. Uh, I, I really like Muppet Treasure Island. I like the I like the Alice Cooper episode of the Muppet Show, and I like the Vincent Price episode of the Muppet Show. So I realized, wait, I've never actually seen the Muppet movie. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, the Muppet movie is probably one of the biggest reasons why the Muppets are as big as they are today. And so, I mean, they, they obviously had before the start of the Muppet Show, and so Roll the Muppets appeared on Sesame Street. But I was like, okay, maybe I should actually watch this movie. There's got a lot of cameos in it. Mel Brooks is in it. Steve Martin's in it. He very clearly does not want to be in this movie. Uh, but he's in there for a split second. So is Orson Welles, who gets one line, looks infuriated that he's working with felt. <laughs> uh, it's 
Okay, I guess. Most of the jokes aren't really that funny. Uh, and the, the songs are only okay. But it's charming. And I think charm goes a long way because Jim Henson is doing the voice of Kermit for the whole movie. And he just... Jim Henson's a really good actor as Kermit. He does a really good job. He just feels very real. Uh, there's that picture of Jim Henson with Kermit making uh, Michael Jackson laugh really hard. And it's, it's kind of a heartwarming picture. Then you realize who and what Michael Jackson was. So, I do not necessarily so, recommend the Muppet movie. Four-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour movie, <laughs> Muppet movie. Your fucking letterbox is the Turner Diaries. You are a broken man. I, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I know what I am. Broken beyond role repair. Uh, then I watched possibly the best movie I've seen all year. Uh I, I went out to the Alamo. The Alamo has this new program, much like Terror Tuesday, which is how I saw uh, Chopping Mall. Uh, they also have. Some, I should watch that again. Yeah, they also uh, have something called Animazing. Uh oh. Yeah, and is there? Oh, jeez. Hold on. I thought it was problematic before. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah. grip my armrest here. Now their inaugural one was. Ninja Scroll. I decided not to go to oh, that one. I, I decided not to go to that one. I remember reading that as a kid and being like, oh man, it's about ninjas. I heard... Sure there's a lot of rape in this movie. I, I heard there were some things in that movie that I probably shouldn't go see. <laughs> you might notice I use the plural form. Oh, good. There is so much. Oh, I... Just wanted some cool bloody ninja act. An already anime is going to be so violent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Funny side story. I was watching it, and my dad came in the room. He watched it with me for all two minutes before being like, oh, fuck this. And then, like, 30 seconds later, it got real bad. I <laughs> dodged a bullet. Oh. Almost had to watch an anime rape scene with my dad. <laughs> Folks, you hate to see it. You remember when my dad looked at my sister and me and said out loud in front of God and everyone, should I get a hentai tattoo? <laughs> Did you let him? <laughs> he thought it was Hedda. He doesn't know the difference. <laughs> oh, my favorite cartoons, Hentai Barbera. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one was extremely kid-friendly, actually. Um, rate, I think it might have been rated uh, PG, but really it could have been rated G. Uh, they don't even show cleavage, which makes it barely an anime. Um this was, uh, it's the name of the movie is Millennium Actress. And I heartily recommend this to everyone. It's certainly better than every single Studio Giblets movie ever made. Uh, I, I, I love this. Okay, so the story is, it's about this actress in Japan. It's a very uniquely Japanese tale. This isn't one of those things where like Joss Whedon can take it and set it in Southern California and add a whole bunch of lens flare and then shoot the whole thing in live action. Like he's doing with your name. No, no, no. We're doing... It'll be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Millennium Actress is about this Japanese woman in Japan uh, who speaks Japanese. And it's like the World War II era, and she meets this guy. This guy is a painter. She doesn't really get a very good look at his face. Neither does the audience. And I think that I think that's intentional. Anyway, she doesn't really learn this guy's name, but uh, he gives her a key. And uh, he has to go fight in Manchuria or something like that. I don't know a whole lot of World War II history, but I guess the Japanese had to go fight in Manchuria. Fine, whatever. So she goes to Manchuria to make movies to, you know, support the boys. And uh, really her, her reason for going to Manchuria is she wants to find this guy. And 
making movies back in World War II sort of era for the Japanese when there was a lot of work to be had. It was uh, not necessarily the best time to be an actress, but you'd be working. You'd be getting a lot of parts. You'd be like, okay, just finish this movie. We're turning right back around. We're making another one. They were just constantly churning out movies. Um, I've seen a number of ones that you can tell that they're trying to do something here. It's like uh, there are a couple samurai movies that they did, movies of certain eras. Uh, and it uses those movies as like a framing device. We are like, this is also part of her search for this guy and part of her development as a human being. It is told so wonderfully. I love the narrative structure. I love everything about it. And here is the best part about this whole experience is, uh, besides the baked pretzel, obviously. Uh, so I walk out of there and I notice that people are like stopping at this desk and they're taking something. Like, what is this? You know, at all the movie parties, they give you all, all these little like knickknacks and props and gimcracks and stuff. You're like, oh, I'm going to throw this away when I get home. They were giving out posters. I got this little poster for, uh, actually, it's a pretty medium-sized poster for this movie. Here's the best part. It's actually a poster of one of the movies within the movie. And it's, it is so good. I, I, I really, really, really like this movie. I would recommend it to everyone. And it's certainly more family-friendly than Perfect Blue. So... <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said, so it's a Japanese actress. It's like, oh, no. I've seen how this is. Yeah, it's not great. I, I, the one person I don't know that I recommend it to is actually you, Parker, because there's no giant robots. There's no giant... Uh, so no guns get busted? No, no guns get busted. No giant reptiles. Uh, no, no one comes back from the dead. There's no horror. There's really not even very much violence, if any violence at all. Um it's just an emotional journey. Uh, so you're going to tell me Japan made a movie without violence or rape. Okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, it's... Again, Don't shit a shitter. To, to all my normal listeners, and I'm sure we have several, <laughs> go watch Millennium Actress. It's better than Spirited Away. Put that on the cover. Real deal, no sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next movie I watched was Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby. Uh-huh. I... <laughs> One of Alex, Four years. This is uh, Alex's one of Alex's favorite movies. He's recommended so many times. Uh, it's just as bad as Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. This is actually a direct sequel to it. It's sort of like a companion piece. You can't watch one without the Rank other. Them. It's like peanut butter without jelly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got your Egypt in my space movie. So, yeah, they come back to Egypt at one point, and it's just as racist the second time around. <laughs> It's what you call a crowd pleaser. Yeah. A little Easter egg for the true heads out there. It's so. It, here's what's worse. I was like, what's worse? Is it uh, John Voight, uh, who's <laughs> back as Moriarty? Incredibly <laughs> online. <laughs> oh boy, this guy. You know how cool it is? The, the, like Angelina Jolie has complete poo for brains, but even her just won't let her kids see him. Good. <laughs> like his brain is utter diarrhea. It's so Good. Cool. God. Anyway, um,. Now he's he's had quite a career. He started off. I, th I thought his like first role is what Midnight Cowboy. I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for it or something. And what has he started since then? Holes in all of the Baby Geniuses movies, and also Anaconda. Oh yeah, that's a good point. He was very good in Anaconda. Uh, he was the best part of Anaconda, actually. Uh, you know, I know we all watched the Anaconda separately, but we might be watching Anaconda <laughs> this month. <laughs> Oh my god, if you go to his IMDb, it's fucking... 
Midnight Cowboy, Anaconda, Deliverance, Transformers. What a top four. He was in Deliverance? Oh, wait, he was, was he in Deliverance? The computer wouldn't lie to me, Chris. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess he was in Deliverance, but he was unrecognizable. He probably looked like a normal human being back then, other than whatever he looks like now. Anyway, Baby Geniuses of the Space Baby. So the movie recaps the the previous movie, Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. God, I can't believe I'm saying all this. And I don't know who's doing the voiceover for this, but they're doing the voiceover just like this. They're playing very exciting music in the background, but they're reading it to you like a bedtime story. <laughs> and there's a Space Baby ASMR soft spoken tapping <laughs> And I didn't I didn't uh, hey dude. Uh, we just got back from Egypt. <laughs> one of one of the biggest questions that Alex always asks is, "Who is this movie for?" I it's obviously not for babies. Not going to understand big words like Moriarty, but uh, <laughs> maybe it's for like toddlers who just learned how to speak. Or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, when I hear this, I'm like, "Oh, wow, bedtime story voice." And then he's like, "In the next, he's, you know, they went to Egypt and they went to China, and they're showing all the really really bad." Uh, not even CGI, just all the bad green screen backgrounds they're using. It look like computer desktop backgrounds. Uh, and then he says, and the next part of our story takes place in Moscow, Russia. The pause between <sighs> Moscow and Russia is like 10 seconds long. And I'm like, I, I know. Everyone knows. Even babies know that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> babies know all about the corruption. That Moscow has put on our great nation. That, pa- <laughs> that pause was so long that it felt like one of those Dora the Explorer pauses. Uh, uh, also, say back back. Yeah, let's <laughs> perhaps we shouldn't mention Dora the Explorer after that one review. Which uh, sometimes you just have to review a children's movie and you get so fucking worked up. We about had it. to pull that from so terribleblog.net. Fucking, <laughs> I had a heated Dora moment. <laughs> Anyway, sexualizing his child, like I mean, she's wearing a t-shirt and a backpack. <laughs> so, Swipe so me, Daddy. Uh, to recap, Big Baby has been in prison for baby crimes. <laughs> if you think I'll ever not laugh at Big Baby, you'd be wrong. It's a Don't big take that, Baby. Uh, he and his. Ass- oh my God! If there's Big Baby trivia, I'm fucking quoting <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Moriarty escaped, as he always does, from both the Baby Squad and Sherlock Holmes. And he's running a burger joint in China. I don't know why. Then he switches it to become a, a Chinese chicken salad restaurant, also in China. He's using the burger slime to help take over the world. I don't fucking know, dude. Don't ask me. Sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, 40 minutes into this 90-minute movie, the Space Baby appears. I don't know why. <laughs> Is it the Space Baby from 2001? No, uh, it's... Ah, that's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I, I'm kind of wondering, which was more racist here? Is it, uh, is it John Voight in the first movie dressing up like a Chinese guy going, Ah, so beautiful rating. Oh, fuck. It? Yeah, he's doing like shit like I that. I forgot he told me. I had purged that from my memory because life is too short to carry <laughs> that. Sorry, maybe I'll cut that. Thanks for <laughs> dumping it back in. I don't know if I want to cut that and replace it with uh, he talks like the uh, the dry cleaner guy from Frisky Dingo. <laughs> Put that guy in here. What the hell, damn Sean guy? Sean Boyd saying Master Cylinder Pants. <laughs> dot MP3. Anyway, uh, he, he does that in the first movie. In the second movie, he 
doesn't really go back to that voice. I guess he he talked with his acting coach and decided, yeah, that's not really getting across the message that we want in Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby. Instead, they actually have people of that ethnicity dressing up in these like ancient Chinese clothes and saying, I am a master of Kung Fu. This is like I feel like that's almost worse somehow it, than having John Voight do yellow face. You know what? That's that's what makes it so much worse is that she's dressed up like fucking Chun Li or something. Not Chun Li. She's dressed up like in the original Johnny Quest, how you'd expect a Chinese person to dress. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and oh, no. you know who this woman is? She's a police officer. <laughs> well, you know he had so much unusable dialogue. Yeah, exactly. You, that was a hot mic at all times. Yeah, like you remember, like. You played Sleeping Dogs, right? You remember how the police officer dressed in that? That's how they dress. That's realistic. That's how they dress. They're not going around where this... Whatever they dress like in Johnny Quest, okay? The other one, that one that might actually be worse, is they also make fun of Russians, but they also stole our election. So it's okay to make fun of them. Uh, everyone there's got like a beard like Karl Marx. Very funny. Uh, it's worse because they go back to Egypt. Oh no, what are they going to do? Are they going to talk to an actual mummy? No, worse. Remember in the the good mummy movie, the Brendan Fraser one? Remember yes. Queen Hamanoptra? Holy shit, I got that first try. Uh, Up top. Remember the way that she dressed in like 1600 BC or whatever? With like the gold head dress Chris, thing? you and I both know. Oh god, yes. That movie came out in 1999. Yeah. I vividly remember how she dressed. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Oh my god. God. Anyway, very important moment for my development. She's got like learned a lot about myself. Basically, also Brendan Fraser. Yeah, most importantly, Brendan Fraser. Anyway, the woman in this movie dresses up like that too, with a gold headdress and everything, and she's just and she's wearing like the way that people uh, dressed on uh, hieroglyphics in the movie, and she's just like the museum. Does anyone say walk like an Egyptian? She, I need to know. No, she, I need it. No, she's a museum director. I don't think they said walk like an Egyptian. I would bet dollars to donuts that they tried to get the kids to do that dance and they wouldn't do it. <laughs> these kids have standards. Yeah, they, no, <laughs> these kids are too stupid. That's the thing about the baby geniuses. The geniuses part may have to be removed because there are so many instances where you realize these babies are actually kind of stupid, aren't they? And it's not even like, I guess the fact that they can form coherent somewhat sentences, it's like, oh, they must be geniuses because they could talk as babies. It's like, no, <clears throat> no, that's, they're just dumb. They keep getting stuff wrong and the, and the, uh, the grown-ups have to take care of them. Every single time I watch one of these movies, which is more than one somehow, I, I just feel so bad for like all the actors who are in this besides John Boyd who deserves this. Because, like, these people are probably, like, desperate for a job in Hollywood. I really just want to be an actor or an actress. And Harvey Weinstein's in prison, so I can't sleep with him to get a job. I guess I'll do Baby Geniuses. Well, you have a lot of bad things to say, but uh, user Randy Dandy says, Baby Geniuses in the Space Baby is a good family movie. I'm absolutely astounded how brainwashed critics have been slanting all the sequels of Baby Geniuses movie because they have been paid off to boost some animated movies. Chris, your thoughts. That's a 10 out of 10 review, by the way. <laughs> you want you want my honest thoughts on this? I, I got a take for you. And, and this will sound like, oh, Chris is being mean again. Why is he such a bully? No. Uh, I'm dead serious. I think Cam would really like this movie. <laughs> it's the meanest thing you've ever said about him. You know what? I'm, I'm dead serious, though. You know why? Because I think that he would look at this like uh, young Sheldon. 
he would look at this and be like, no, you don't get it, guys. It's, like, actually funny because, like, when they do that Moscow Russia thing, it's like they have to explain it to you because your bit is like they thought really hard about this. You know, that that is entirely a Cam sort of perspective. I think he would have a very good time with this. I think he would laugh very hard. I think he would also spend the next three months on Discord trying to convince us that it's actually funny. And he would even get Repick to watch it. He'd be so psyched to be able to be at eye level with all the stars of a movie. Yeah, that's also that. Uh, Parker, what did you watch? I did not watch Space Babies. But I watched a movie about a space baby. Because, folks, I watched X-Men Dark Phoenix. Why? Here's my sizzling take. Oh, yeah, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's what I assumed. Like, I didn't see it in theaters because I assumed, like, yeah, that'll be fine. I'm not going to pay the money to see it and give up my afternoon it's fine like everyone likes being super hyperbolic about things it's not even the worst x-men movie like probably not even bottom three much less like one of the worst movies of the year that's fucking people love to get super into this shit but like it's it's fine like you know you it's very it's very clear that that was not the third act they wrote because this movie's just like it's just like 10 people on a train. Yeah. What do you mean the movie's over? But I actually kind of don't hate that, because since we have 11 of these movies every year, I'd kind of prefer either like a handful of people in a small environment or weird shit in space. You know, like Parker, you actually bring up a really good point about people getting hyperbolic about stuff, because that happens way too much, especially with internet reviews. And that's why I'd like to bring up one more thing that I watched that I forgot to mention. I already gave you the hint as to what it is, and I only watched three minutes of it. Oh, no. (laughs) Parker, you texted me that for the Game of Games, we should have a ceasefire in which neither of us... Oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Neither of us assigns us the Nostalgic (laughs) Critics review of The Wall. And I... See, I had assumed that you knew what it was. You're like, yeah, how bad could it be? And when I told you, hey, you know, it's 40 minutes of a musical, right? I just I I assume that too. Like that that's probably just going to be what he does. He does a lot of those. He did, I think he did a musical review of uh, Les Misérables. I think he did some of that for Moulin Rouge. I think oh. he did that for Hocus Pocus. I just started leaning forward, trying to get my head between my legs, get some airflow back. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> oh god, it's such a long season. Yeah. But, like, for the wall, it's like, I, okay, let me, let me cast my back. When I was in middle school, Pink Floyd was easily my favorite band. I thought they were, like, the greatest thing in the world. I was obsessed. I had older albums and everything. I thought they were the coolest. I read all about them. I thought they were great, you know? And then I got to high school, I discovered Frank Zappa, and from there, there's no looking back. But I was like, yeah, I really like this band. And then when I started getting more and more into movies, I was just like, wait, I've never actually seen the wall. My dad said that the wall was really good. And maybe it was because he was also a huge Pink Floyd fan. Uh... I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I do not love The Wall. I I think it is only okay. Um, And here's where I'm not going to do a 40-minute review with a bunch of songs in it. I I don't know. I think the animation, when it's there, is pretty good. It's very interesting to look at. Uh, I think I just prefer the album a lot more. The album is one of the best albums ever written. I, I think everyone should listen to it the entire way through like it's a movie. And you'll find it's got a really interesting story. It's it's just great. But the movie, I think it kind of deviates from the album a bit. It gets a little over the top for me. It's 
it's a little bit silly for me, which is a shame because, again, the album's so good. Movie, I don't know, I could do without the add in a, a song I don't really like. Um, which is the first one that he parodies. He does a parody of When the Tigers Broke Free. You know, the, the song that was so boring it was cut from the album? Uh, I, that one I don't mind so much for his parody because it's kind of a quieter song. Like, oh, that's not so bad. And it's, as the review's going along, it's kind of cringeworthy. Uh, he's appearing, his teeth are so yellow. What is going on there? I think he, I don't know if he does that on purpose. You Do you like his new look? Just a completely bald-headed monster. I, at this point, it's tough because, well, we, usually I'd ask Alex, but it, speaking, you and I both have a decent head of hair, and we don't have male pattern baldness in our families. Uh, at some point, you have to give up the ghost, and he'd been very seriously. Bald he was for a like long time. seven years too late. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know what you do, and like the one thing you can use to be like, oh, maybe I'll be cool. Michael Jordan, he went bald. He was cool. Uh, I'll only say this compliment because Alex isn't here. He pulls it off. Oh yeah, he is not making those faces. That too. You with a big old chrome dome just making these fucking Daffy Duck faces. Oh, he's gotta be almost 40 he is i think he is almost 40 he's he's either almost 40 or in his 40s i know that for Jesus a fact Jesus wept yeah it's just seeing his face just broadly acting you don't have to hear the words i think he's 30 chills <laughs> the I'm gonna get chills 30. run down my spine just you can hear the screeching <laughs> That's sound the thing. and it makes my body shut as far down. as his look I mean, he's not exactly going to pull off uh the brazzers guy but he's gonna, <laughs> but like he's wearing a hat for most of it, and you know that's not so bad. But the first song he does, the first, I mean the second song, because when the tigers broke free, which again you really got to parody that one, like that's the one no one cares about. He does, uh, uh, in the flesh. Everyone knows that song. Everyone knows in the flesh. It's how the album starts off. Dun, 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 dun. It's really dramatic. It's cool. Uh, the words are so ya thought ya. Might like to, and it's something like that. And he does the most irritating fucking voice I've ever heard in my life. And I don't know if that was intentional or that's just how he sings. I think it's a combination of both. <laughs> Buddy, I got news for you. That's just his voice. I, it was so bad I had to pause it and immediately close the tab. I, I have to admit, I tapped out. I finally tapped out of it. I can't watch it. I, I can't do it. I can't. I'm not going to. Don't even try. And now I'm reading other people what they're saying about it. And they're saying he completely missed the point. And then you... You, Parker, had the unmitigated audacity to send me a list of all the things that, all the soundtrack, right? There's a song on there, Comfortably Dumb. It's one of the greatest songs ever written and performed. How do you write Comfortably Dumb and be like, yeah, I should probably record this. This should make a song and music video for this. I personally am shocked that he doesn't have any kids. Could you imagine? <laughs> Just a whole bloodline of Doug Walkers out there reviewing. God, they would review super babies. <laughs> babies in space. He would absolutely have his kids on a review. He would make them act for him. We're like a shitty little tie. Oh, he would draw like the, the beard and goatee on there. <sighs> Put on the costume. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I hate this guy. Anyway, uh... People are saying he doesn't understand. Apparently, at one point, he questioned how a person with millions of dollars could be depressed. Oh, Robin Williams unavailable for content for uh, for uh, comment. Uh, how? Come on, dude. Really? How do you not get this? 
I'll, I'll say this. I'll admit I've, I used to watch a lot of his videos or really kind of listen to him. And I guess the reason for it is I didn't really think he was very funny. Uh, but he would usually talk about a movie that I had never heard of. I was like, wait a second, this actually looks kind of interesting. And that turned me on to like actually a fair amount of movies, not necessarily ones that I like, but it's like, this is interesting to talk about. Uh, Double Dragon is one. And that's that's an interesting movie. It's not very good, but it's interesting. Uh, there, there are a couple of movies like that, and I, I'm happy for it. Every once in a while, I disagree with one of his reviews. I think he's dead wrong about Batman and Robin, but I disagree with most people about that. And for me, it's like, this is not the first time that he's encountered a lot of backlash. There was some sort of drama with Change the Channel or something like that. It was, that was stupid. I don't care about it. But uh, a while ago, he had a video uh, where he tried to do a Let's Play. He did a Let's Play of the SNES game, Bart's Nightmare. And it was really bad. And <laughs> I got through two minutes of that. I Even I couldn't watch. I know Retsupre did uh, a thing of that. And even they right now, I was like, what's there to say? He just sucks at this, you know? And it was just really bad, and he got pilloried for it. And he came back with his James and the Giant Peach video, uh, which was a actually kind of a risky move because he doesn't like that movie, and most people do. But he gave it, a, actually, I think a pretty good review of it. And at the beginning, he did something that I kind of respect. He's like, look, at the end of the day, I, I just made a bad video. I'm sorry. What? I, I'm, all right, I won't do it again. I, I was out of my element. I was out over my skis. It won't happen again. That I like. That I respect. I, I try to do the same thing. If I upload a bad podcast episode, if I do a bad job editing, or if it's just not interesting and I upload it anyway, that's on me. And I'll always try to fix it. But then Doug will turn around and he created the character Douchey McNitpick. This guy who literally, oh, he literally talks like this. You spelt this wrong. It's like, Oh, I hate this. It, they got like, I don't want to know about this. No, you have to know about this. I don't want to know this. This guy shows up all the time. I don't have to know. I don't click the videos. Why do you know this? I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. But if I know it, you I get to know this. it too. So. No. You're supposed to know it so I don't have to. It's the whole fucking point, Chris. Uh, he will do like his top ten fuck-ups. And they're literally just like, you misspelled this word in the title. Uh, and I think there was one where his number one fuck-up was... Uh, he made fun of autistic kids at one point. <laughs> oh, so you did know? <laughs> I remember people got super mad about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we've never done so, anything. How like do you that. how do you not understand? Like, hey, maybe don't bite the hand that feeds on that one. Jim. <laughs> I just I, I have a feeling he's he's not going to handle this one particularly well. Um, yeah, you don't. Say but what do you, what do you do? Do you pull the video? So no one else can see it. I maybe get a day job, just do something else. <laughs> kind of pretty clearly not cut out for this. Honestly, man. Parker, I'm pretty sure he makes six figures on this. I would love to die right now. <laughs> not just honestly. You have to understand, Parker. He has a studio. He has employees who act for him and make his props. Boy, he has his dad. Do they songs. ever? <laughs> The only thing I know about these people is a joke someone else made. What is it? I stated in a regularity. Black guy, woman, grab the costumes. <laughs> I've been thinking about that quote all week long. You know, every once in a while, he will have a pretty cogent review. One that I really like. I thought his Lorax review was fantastic. I think it was... I, I, he I said hate things. all these words that you're saying no, I'm, so much. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest about this because he said about the Lorax what I wish that I could say. Like, I, I, I couldn't even put it into words that he actually said it in a really, really intelligent manner. I wish I could get more of that because 
so often he's trying more to entertain and less to inform. And I know that we're no better at that, but not trying to be arrogant here. We're funny. We're really funny. This guy sucks at humor. This guy is not funny. And he's not good at singing or dancing or putting on costumes. It's awful. Uh, he, he could do some interesting voice work, I suppose. But uh, Disagree. Wait, did you ever see his uh, his impressions? Actually, wait, you're right. His impressions suck. His impressions are worse than mine. Oh my god. I'm going to go over to his house <laughs> I right think it's now. incredibly cool that he's been making videos for like 12 That's years and they all look like he just installed Final Cut yesterday. Yeah. It is... Actually, they're not my opinions. They're just the critics. Also, I act in it, write it, Yeah, it, that is it. so weird that he claims, no, it's just a character sort of thing. It's like, yeah, I guess I get it, but why don't you just Actually, be Actually, I'm not it? stupid. <laughs> I just have every part in the creative process. He he really thinks, like, the best parts of his videos are where he's screaming and beating things with a hammer and shooting the gun. It's funny. The, the running... Chris, this is just a character play. I actually don't like comic book movies. <laughs> Hello. Are you, why are you doing the uh, Dave Chappelle white voice? <laughs> yes. It's my internal monologue. Yeah, yeah. It fluctuates between that and Coach McGurk, depending on how my day is going. <laughs> and I'll race. <laughs> Speaking of race, Nostalgia Critics Fury Road Review. Now, Chris, I'm sure you're familiar. Nostalgia Critics what review? Fury Road, your favorite movie. Oh, I actually watched that one because I, I had given up watching him for a long time because I had turned uh, a certain age. And I was like, you know... 29. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I, uh, I decided I would stop watching him. Then I'm like, wait, I love Fury Road. Surely he has something intelligent to say about this. Every single time during a video, he says at least three times. I actually thought Thunderdome was the best one. <laughs> Which is incorrect. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to have and opinions, he keeps but like, throwing out. maybe don't talk about movies for a yeah, living. And everyone's just like, really? Thunderdome? Like, come on. And uh, everyone's trying to convince him, no, no, Fury Road's really good. And it takes him until the end of the video to appreciate and to realize why it's so good. How do you not know? How do you not know? It's like, as soon as you watch this. I had to really talk myself into it. You know, that's a. <laughs> He's just that good of a critic. That's the thing. It's like he, he's not really. He criticized it so hard. He loved it. That's. But my thing about it is like that's one of those movies that barely needs a review. Yours was the best review that I read about it. Where the line is like, "I have written about five thousand words of this. I forgot about the spiky cars." Dude, the spiky. I, I, I'm due for. A you are absolutely due for a rewatch. Oh, I love that movie so much. Anyway, I. Yeah, you know, he did that. Uh, he, he's done <laughs> He's done so many movies, some of which you're going to watch. Some so of what? his reviews you're going to watch. Some of his movies that he made. Oh, I should make you watch his game show shit. <laughs> I have seen at least one episode of Pop Quiz Hot Shot. What in the fuck was... Uh... It's pretty cool, actually. You know, the saddest thing about this is he's actually kind of internet famous, so he's able to get, like, these celebrities. He got Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche, the voices of Pinky and the Brain, and he got them to do his own little script that he wrote for them. What the hell? I wish I had that clout. Am I jealous? Yes, I'm a little bit jealous of his fame. Oh, my and God. Imagine if we had enough clout to get Billy West. Like, all right, <laughs> I wrote you 18 different characters. Like, <laughs> Only four of them are racist. It's you fine. You are going to do your stimpy voice. I'll do Ren because John Crickfalusi is uh, indisposed. Is canceled. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just do some interplay here. Uh, 
No, he's he's always got stuff like that. It's it just breaks my heart. Uh, again, every once in a while, I remember back when I was younger, I would I would watch it and be like, well, this is interesting. I've never heard of the Tom and Jerry movie, and it's it's kind of interesting that the thing even exists. But at the same time, he's just he's a bad critic, and but it, it also speaks to like a larger thing. I know we've gone over forty five minutes here of me talking, uh, but. Really, we shouldn't watch YouTube reviews unless they're red letter media. And I'm serious about pretty much all of them. Why are you watching Chris Stuckman? To get Stuckmanized. <laughs> Rain assaults the pavement, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that every once in a while. I forgot that's how we started. <laughs> Rain assaults the pavement. And all of his... All his fucking thumbnails are him with like a certain reaction face to the movie. Like, oh, I like the Uber uh, driver sucked me off. <laughs> Why wow, he looks quizzical? This movie might be you know a little bit good, a little bit bad. Let's see what he has to say about hmm. it. Oh, he talked. To, he talked about the plot, and then the cast and the director went. I don't know. The pacing was all right. I thought it was shot really well. Some good performances, but it was kind of lacking. Sick. Thank you. Thanks for summarizing that Thank movie you that took two years for the to make. B minus three that you just had a hundred hands. Wow, a B minus. So brave of you to take a bold stance with. I don't know. It was pretty good. <laughs> so glad it was. Every time five I rate minutes. a movie three stars on Letterbox, I feel like a coward. Yeah, that's that's one of my most common ratings is three or three and a half, something like that. But uh, you know, you are what you are, and I, again, I am we should not be watching reviews on YouTube. And I'm not saying that all we those be critics. Are, to I mean, our I am, reviews. but like. I, I think our reviews are, are a lot better. I think uh, I think people should get back to writing. I, I really do. I think that if people take the effort to actually write down the reviews, it'll be both more informative and actually it'll be probably a lot funnier. You know? I don't need you dressing up like the witches of Eastwick here, okay? Don't you love you're like, oh, I heard a lot about this movie. I hope it's good. Let me just get through this 20-minute sketch, and then I'll have an opinion I on mean, it. Parker, the only reason I know about Turbo Power Rangers movie is because of the Nostalgia Critics review. And... Same, but also because I saw it in no, theaters. <laughs> Which of us is worse off? Even as a kid, I'm sitting there like, this doesn't seem very yeah. good. Anyway, um, sorry to all my ex-girlfriends for watching those reviews with them. No wonder they broke up with me. So, <laughs> no, he's really funny. He's like my biggest influence. <laughs> Staring at the screen. Look at them. Look at the screen. Look at them. Look at the screen. <laughs> so what else did you watch? So, folks at home, if you're wondering if I should watch X-Men Dark Phoenix, the answer is we talked about Doug Walker for 15 minutes instead. <laughs> so, probably not. <laughs> you're fine. Let's see. Chris, I watched truly one of the most powerful movies to come out of the 90s. And, of course, I'm referring to the original Mortal Kombat. Oh. It has been a long time since I've seen mm-hmm. it. Does my review hold it's up? It's okay correct it does i, s- I will say it right i skimmed through it I'll be oh, i appreciate that there are people who don't like that movie and don't get me wrong it's not good but they're wrong oh thanks <laughs> the movie's fucking incredible so you're saying it's better I mean, than double dragon yes <laughs> correct i think that's fair to say you know what's not good it's mortal Kombat annihilation oh that's a movie I have not seen all the way through, as I learned when I turned it oh, on. there's this really good joke in the Nostalgia Critic review, so... I fucking <laughs> am going to bed. Talk about it yourself. 
Make a soundboard of me going, ha ha! Totally. I don't think I can do an impression. My voice doesn't get that high. Wait a second. So, I did not realize that literally only two cast members came back <laughs> for Annihilation. Which is really funny because it picks off the second the first one right. is. So it shows like a flashback of, ah, here's what happened last movie. And now we continue. And there's just four different actors standing there. They don't have the guy from Highlighter going, you must continue your journey. <laughs> Hello, I always talk like this. This is my normal voice. I am Raiden. I am the Asian Thunder God. Dexter's dad. Don't worry about it. Is this the one where they go to Outworld and... Oh, buddy, is it <laughs> Reptile ever? attacks. Can you tell me about reptile CGI? It's really good. <laughs> Almost as good as the giant centaur, man. What a, what about the this movie. what about the one where like that woman tries to seduce was his name Shao Kahn or whatever in the desert or something like that in order to like sap all his power or something is that this movie I think it's this movie right I think so there's a lot going on every single act like we've seen the dude who plays Liu Kang in other movies and he's fucking terrible he's the best actor in this movie by a significant margin. yes yes he is <laughs> Shao Kahn's army is. Some of the worst theater acting I've ever seen. And don't get me wrong. I love it. I love how many times they deliver lines with three second pauses in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> I keep thinking of the scene where someone enters the room. There's just a pause. Yes! <laughs> and then it just... Alright, next scene. It's it's so much worse in comparison to the original. Like, it's one of those things where after watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I feel like maybe I should have been a lot kinder to Mortal Kombat the movie. Yes, I watched them back to back. It was an experience. Like the biggest problem with Mortal Kombat, the movie is just that it's PG thirteen. Like they probably should have made it R, but it's also it's also made for kids. Like there, this is I guess they were still coming out with a rating system when Mortal Kombat came out or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the history. I don't care that much about it. But like it was mostly teenagers who were playing Mortal Kombat, like littler kids. So you could like you would try to attract that sort of audience. Whatever Mortal Kombat Annihilation is trying to attract, it's really just whoever watched Mortal Kombat 1, you know? The correct answer is anyone who watched Power Rangers. That's because it. it does the Power Rangers thing where if someone is speaking, they'll be like kind of, you know, not center frame, they'll be in the background. And then when they need to enter the frame, they get up and do eight front flips. <laughs> this happens at least 75 times. Someone will be talking and be like, oh yeah, why couldn't you beat him? What? And he'll get up and just do front flips, and then they'll go to fight. It happens over and over and over. I love that every single set just looks like the set from Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> it's Parker. Have you? It's it's great that you watch a movie that would make you miss quips. <laughs> oh my Jesus! I miss humor. Yeah, and comedy. <laughs> Bring back the guy who's just like the guy. I didn't tell him to take my car or something. They killed Johnny Cage in the first five minutes. <laughs> Great, now I get to follow Katana. Sick. Now I get to follow Sonya Blade. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> but don't worry, Jax shows up with his not oh, robot geez, arms. I forgot about this. They're muscle enhancers. Yeah, that's cool. Are we going to do that thing from that stupid Mortal Kombat game that no one even played where the guy falls off the cliff and then he doesn't fall off the cliff or something? <laughs> it's over, Jarek. I have the high ground, yeah. I, you know, I never played that game. I never really got into that meme. 
they're not for everyone. I enjoy that there's like a huge like we get to the end because it's just teasing like his generals the whole movie. One of them just du- loses off screen. Like they just cut back to him and their bodies just draped over a bunch of rocks. And Jackson's like, ah oh, man, good thing you snuck up on her. That's <laughs> so fucking cool. The Baraka mask looks like something you buy at a party city. It is the cheapest piece of shit. It's strong recommend. Yeah. I can't believe I've never seen it. But there's another video game movie with Annihilation in the title. That is not a strong recommend. Chris. Doom Annihilation? You better believe I it. I watched that. It sucks so bad. Really? I mean, you can tell five minutes in like, oh, this just looks like a sci-fi channel oh. movie. Got it. Hey, what if like an actual demon monster didn't show up until an hour and before that it was just basically zombies? Oh. That's fun, right? That's your favorite part of Doom, right? When just people with a little bit of makeup come in and go, and then try and bite you? Isn't that your favorite part That's of like Doom? the saddest thing I've ever heard. They made a movie like that for Doom? It sucks oh. so bad. To be real, the original Doom movie wasn't very good either. I... I actually don't think I ever finished that. I don't that think you did, yeah. I think I watched the video, the clip online where The Rock gets the BFG. And I was like, alright, that's probably all I needed from this Even movie. That wasn't very good. And I bet I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah it's it fucking sucks. <laughs> I'll, I'll avoid it then. That's a shame. Yeah, there is nothing to that yeah. movie. I mean, you can tell when it starts. I'm like, okay, I know this is going to be like kind of cheaply made. But, you know, like I watch cheaply made shit all the time. And then it starts going. And you're like, oh... I see. Someone, someone had the right somewhere to make this, and they realized they had it, and they were expiring, and that there's a new game coming out this year. So you might as well. I'm sure it'll be airing on Sci-Fi this month. Who, oh, buddy? All right, two things left. I'll go quickly here. So the Creep Show series started. Oh. I didn't love the first episode, but like just. The fact that it exists in the whole... It's all stylized like the Creepshow movie where it's all like the EC comics and there's comic panels and there's a little creeper. Like, I'm already in, regardless. Like, they... I did not like the first story very much, but also Adrian Barbeau is in it, so... Oh, wait, she's still alive? She is. But she still looks pretty good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I like the the format... It's only six episodes this first season. Mm-hmm. They're 45 minutes, but each episode's two stories. So you're just banging out two 20-something minute stories every time. That's what you want. We all deserve more horror anthologies. Yeah. I'll take whatever I can get. I will take 50s horror comic-themed TV shows Absolutely. with a giant man in a fake skeleton outfit. That's that's all I want Boy, in life. do I miss a Crypt Keeper. Oh, with every fiber of my being, Chris. <laughs> The last thing I'll mention, I'm going to be very vague on it. It's called One Cut of the Dead. I've heard now, this very movie, good This had a weird thing. So, like, I think it was last year, like, near the very end of the year, it just popped up on Amazon Prime. And, like, everyone I follow was like, hey, I wish I knew this was coming out because I already did my top ten list and this would have been my number one. And then everyone learned, like, oh, no, someone just put up a pirated copy and Amazon didn't check it. <laughs> But it's like, it's legally out now. You can watch it on Shudder, which is my favorite thing in the world. Everyone always says, like, don't read anything about it, just watch it. And I hate to be that person. But do not read anything about it, just watch it. 
it's a case of you think it's one thing, and then it's another thing, and then you think it's that thing, and then it's not, and that's as much detail as I'll give. I love it. Chris, it's a movie about zombies, and I'm telling you not to read about it, just watch it, and then I love it. You just, you have to take my advice on this one. I absolutely adored this movie. If I will be shocked if it's not in like at least my top three this year. Okay, I'll I'll see if I get a chance to check it out. You you owe it to yourself. One cut of the. Day. It's very. It is quite okay. good. Chris, I'm ecstatically recommending a zombie movie in another language. Oh, this is my plea what, to you. What language is it in? Japanese. Oh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna end up being an Esperanto. <laughs> they keep saying Yo Soy Cuba. What do you? This isn't Japanese. Where's your samurai sword? <laughs> okay. John Voight just walking around. Where's all the zombies at? I don't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> me Chinese, me play joke. Yeah, thank you, John. Your trailer's this way. I'd like to think that he must be the executive producer in all those Baby Geniuses movies. You know the GQ things? It's like actors talk about their most famous oh, yeah. roles. I watched the Willem Dafoe one, which is great, because I could... Something about him, I could listen to him talk about movies oh, forever. Oh, yeah, totally. But it gets the Boondock Saints, he's like, you know, when people come up to me on the street, you can always tell which one's going to ask me about Boondock Saints. And I've been thinking about that all day today. <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie. Dude, he's been in like a hundred movies just seeing someone and being like, yeah, he's gonna ask me about Boondocks. It's just knowing, seeing the wallet. I chain. have forgotten about that. Uh, I forgot that he was in it. I forgot that he even watched that movie. That dude was the fucking Green Goblin in Jesus, and he just sees the guy. He's like, "Oh, he's definitely asking me about the movie." Or I'm a gay cop. Got it. <laughs> oh, I do not understand the popularity the of the Boondock Saints. That's supposed to be a Catholic movie too. I watched that when I was like fourteen. That's the that's so the age for it. That's your that's that's your answer. <laughs> That is a powerful high school discovery of like, I saw this indie movie. It's got a lot of sick action. It's really funny. And it's, it's got a message. <laughs> uh, make like a tree. Movie with the up. message oh. Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> All right, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, now, Parker, you assigned this to me, and I'm very happy you did because it is a good movie. We're, I guess we're sort of pivoting towards that. At least for now, until one of us pisses off the other one. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Now, I, I've had sort of a changeable relationship with zombie movies. I've watched so many of them. And my dad and I have had an ongoing discussion about how we're just kind of sick of zombie movies. And it's always rare when you get a good one. And in order to get a good one, you have to do something different. Paranorman. Now, that is a good zombie movie. Planet Terror. That is a really good zombie movie. Uh, st- stuff in that vein. Uh, I like don't love i like the original night of the living dead when you realize that movie was made for like six bucks that's a pretty damn good movie and it's got a message and it's kind of creepy the way it's filmed with the black and white and stuff like that dude the first time i saw that movie's ending i was not expecting that much of a gut punch from a movie it it made way too much sense if it didn't end that way it would have been like it might have been a bad movie if it didn't end that way i'm dead serious oh do you want to do you want another fun detour So, like, they, uh, Shudder put out a documentary in February called Horror Noir about, like, black horror cinema. 
And boy, just them showing clips from the end of Night of the Living Dead interspersed with actual riot footage that was on TV. Mm-hmm. Boy, you will watch... Th- like, you already watch it. Like, yeah, I get what you're trying to do. But just seeing it side by side, it is indistinguishable it's, because of how it's shot. I hate doing this. It I really rough. hate doing this. But I want to go back to something that one of the hosts of Chapo Trap House once said is... I think it was Felix. Uh, you're lucky Alex's not here. He flipped this table. Uh, trust me, I don't like them very much either. But uh, Felix, <laughs> I think, is the one who said this. Is he the one who's from Chicago? Yeah. yeah he he right. really likes this book called Native Son. I've read Native Son. Native Son is a very good book. Uh, and it really, and it came out at a time where everyone was talking about how great America is and all stuff. Native Son really exposes the underbelly of the city. It's like, no, people are actually really awful to each other. I'm summarizing here. Uh, and it, it, it's this bleakness about how awful society is that, uh, that comes across in the ending of Night of the Living Dead. And that's good. Again, a lot of people use like, oh, the metaphors, zombies, are they're just like us, that's society, which that's one of the reasons that I actually kind of hate. I think it's, is it Day of the Dead? That's uh, 1978? Uh, Dawn. Dawn of the Dead. I still haven't seen Day. I'm yeah, a I terrible horror Yeah, I haven't seen Day of the Dead either. Dawn of the Dead. I've owned it for like three years. It's still sitting sealed on my bookshelf. Dawn of the <laughs> Same year as Return, by oh. the way. Yeah, I bet Return's better. Dawn of the Dead, I do not like. That movie is not scary. It's not interesting. The only part that everyone remembers is all the zombies on the escalator in the mall because it's like, oh, yeah, man, they're just, like, consumerist, man. They're all, like, buying stuff, man. I'm like, I get it. It's so obvious. It's it's so obvious that it's actually kind of obnoxious. There's nothing else going on in the movie. It, it might as well be a European art house movie because it's all symbolism and nothing of substance. I... But also, Tom Savini comes in on a bike and throws a pie at a That's, zombie. So. Okay, okay, never mind. So. Check yeah, 7 me. out of 10. Nah, it's, that movie is never yeah, quick I, with me. I, I say never. I've I watched it once. I just can't get into it. It rolled right off uh, me. I like the Zack Snyder version better, oh, which that is says a, lot. a thing to say. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the right wing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, how does copy of Atlas Shrugged get here? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, are there any other zombie movies out there that are nowhere? I guess The Evil Dead. I don't know if that counts as a zombie movie. That feels like more of a... Oh, uh, we'll count it. If that's the case, I like speaking all those. Of, you want... I feel like Evil Dead 2 almost doesn't exist without Return of the Living Dead. Oh, I just feel like Evil Dead 2 is like... a lot better, though. I mean, Evil Dead 2 is a masterpiece. Yeah. But I'm saying it's just this jump of like, oh no, just get fucking silly with it. It's fine. There's, there's that. I... I don't know how much that's true. I'd like to ask uh, Sam Raimi about that, how much influence he drew from Return of the Living Dead. But uh, that's that's a possibility. That's something to consider. I mean, it's like that. I like 28 Days and Weeks. Also, if you're going to argue they're not zombies, fuck off. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, you know, it's I didn't really enough. mind uh, World War Z very much. Um, I thought it was okay. I watched that. I could not tell you a single thing that happened. I like the movie. Israeli chick in there. I liked her a lot. I thought she worked really hard. I liked when he drank the Pepsi at the end of the movie because I thought it was just going to be a two and a half hour Pepsi ad. Uh, it, yeah, you know, it's okay. And I guess Hotel Transylvania might have a zombie in there somewhere. But other than that, I don't know if I'm really into zombies. I don't even like the Resident Evil series very much. I liked it more when they got away from zombies. You know? I, I don't know. I'm yeah, really I've... I've never gotten into and, zombies. And the thing is, Unless it's something different, like Train to Busan oh, is not good. Never mind. a zombie movie. Like that's different. That's a good movie though. If if you're gonna call if you're gonna call it a zombie movie, then it's one of the best. Because Train to Busan is yeah. so good. But it all culminated in this part and Alex, if you're listening and I know you are, I know you'd want to chime in here. 
God, remember when zombies were the thing in high school and everyone, everyone kept talking about the zombie apocalypse? That's when they got that awful movie Zombieland where they're coming out with a sequel to that now. Oh, God. We are not We are absolutely not covering that. I watched Zombieland when it came out and I went, oh, it was alright. Have not thought of it since until I opened the internet. I was like, what do you mean a sequel? the fuck wants this i could not stand that movie i really couldn't everyone's like oh yeah epic bill murray's in there you know it's like what are you yeah i saw it I, that had already been ruined yeah. for me so i was like, I was like eh, that was fine there he, were a couple jokes all right twinkies and they have rules for surviving the zombie apocalypse you're not funny you're not creative you're not original you're not unique and neither is that movie and, and they don't culminate no with the call of duty nazi yeah. zombie thing that's that's not cool. God, that was fun for two games. I, I just don't have any fun with this sort of thing. If you have fun with it, I'm just saying you're not as interesting or cool as I am. I think that's fair. Anyway, uh, now you've told me. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Return of the Living Dead comes out in 1984. This is going to be after dawn. It's after night. And it's, I guess you said the same time as Day of the Dead. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta admit, this is uh, already one of the better zombie movies that I've seen because this is where they really start going for it. And by now, all the zombie movie cliches are very well known. But I'm pretty sure this is one of the most influential ones because I'm pretty sure it also, like, it creates a whole lot of the, uh, the tropes about zombies. This is the first time in any movie I've seen where I, I or at least earliest chronologically of, in terms of data release, that I've heard a zombie actually say the word brains and that's one of the best parts of the movie too that impression everyone's been doing for three decades this movie is where it's from exactly and that's i think that's a big deal because everyone does it in all the all the cartoon parodies where zombies come out they're doing this movie all right so this is the one that people have been watching and when people say yeah i want to i'm going to make a left for dead but i'm going to do it based on the fast zombies from 28 days later or something like that okay good for you but Maybe a zombie game could do one that's actually a lot more fun, like uh, Return of the Living Dead. This is a very fun movie. I don't think anyone walks out of the theater without a smile on their face, right? Yeah. Did you read anything about like the behind the scenes of this? I, I read a. I don't know if some of the stuff blew my mind. I don't know if there's some of the stuff I can Sorry. repeat on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it blew my mind when I first learned that the guy who wrote this co-wrote Night of the Living Dead, like. He was there in the beginning with George Romero, and then they both branched off. One kept making movies about a society, and the other was like, yeah, but what if there were punks? And then she danced naked, and then zombies Yeah, came out. we won't talk about I know which one I prefer. <laughs> we won't talk about the whole issue they had with shaving, but because uh, yeah, that was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever woman. <laughs> Go there and shave your vagina so we can film oh, you. Like, all right, she's cool. like, okay, Sick. fine. I guess I'll, I'll do that. Then she, twenty dollars. Then she comes out there again, completely chauvin and everything. And the guy looks at her. He's like, oh, it's even worse. Women, if you're listening out there, what did you think was under there? <laughs> Women, if you're listening, we will protect you at all costs. <laughs> hey, yo, is this producer bothering you? <laughs> I saw her first. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so this movie is... How many times did you look at directed by Dan O'Bannon and go, the, the alien guy? <laughs> and then you realized it's actually 100% him. Like, the guy who wrote Alien 
directed this silly no, ass I, I think it makes movie. sense. You have to get your feet wet somehow. And if you have to start off with a lousy movie, eventually you work your way up to the good ones like this. It's okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first of all, the stars Clue, Gul- Clue Gulliger, noted asshole, and uh, a bunch of other people He's who so fucking good. Who went movie. on to do several other things. Every single line he delivers is my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> He's he is doing something. Now, actually, we should start off yes. uh, with the opening thing. That I have to admit, is one of the things that made me laugh hardest about this movie is this is a true story based on true events, and all the names are true, and all the people are true, and all the places are true. Immediately, I'm like, all right, so three and a half stars. The movie hadn't even started yet. Like, no, it's real. All of its real names are real. This all happened, which is a funny joke. But also, if I watched this when I was twelve. I would be horrified for the next 90 minutes. Because <laughs> if you tell me a movie's real, I believe it. Because why would the movie lie to me? You can't do that. It's illegal. Yeah, it's... <laughs> now, Parker, you said you needed a new career, right? You're looking around and Tarkin's just not working out the way you'd hoped. Uh... <laughs> Boy, you've no idea. <laughs> would you want to work in the cadaver warehouse? I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> Management seems nice. Yeah, that guy seems really cool. He reminds He's me of, so eager to help this kid out. He reminds out. me of the warden from Hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's good, actually. It's a good comparison. I don't know why that's on my mind. Anyway, uh, he showed him around, showed him all this stuff. And then, I don't know, they, they decide to cut to a bunch of people who don't exist. I, I like to think that they are figments of the imagination. No one ever really dressed like this in the 80s. Right, Parker? Take me back to a simpler time, Chris. I want to go back in time and hang out with Trash and Suicide. <laughs> and also, Joanna Man. <laughs> Listen, I, I know the reason that they're doing this is because in the late 70s, early 80s, the, the punk bands emerged. Sex Pistols, New York Dolls, and stuff like that. That's where you got the mohawks and the leather jackets and stuff like that. No one actually walked around doing all this stuff. So if you ever saw someone with like a big pink mohawk or something like that, they probably weren't actually in a gang or anything like that. They just like to listen to the Sex Pistols. They're an undercover cop. Do not approach yeah, Also them. that. They were looking for cannabis leaves. <laughs> Yo, do you want to go hang out in the cemetery? Also, if you're a cop, you have to tell me. <laughs> so, like, uh, I, I don't know what the moral panic was. They saw they were just like, oh, they listened to songs about doing heroin. That's that's not cool. <laughs> they should be doing the good stuff. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, you look at this, it's like, these people are gangsters. Can you imagine these people gets the Crips or the Bloods? We play both sides here. So, uh, <laughs> big horse <laughs> or gangster. Very, interest. very good people on both Favorite sides. Favorite color? Purple. <laughs> I love this introduction scene because I, you know, I wrote down the line Hey, do you like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. <laughs> I was like, all right, this movie's really fucking Did you good. notice the way the women are walking? I. Yes. This is one of those times <laughs> where, like, Boy, it's a good thing that I'm not a woman because if I had just seen this movie, I would be imitating that walk for the rest of my life. I might. She have has been, been doing today. stuff with her hips that I simply cannot do. Just you just know that the I was pivoting with every step, swaying my I... whole body. Okay, do I show this to the other Alex and ask her to do the walk? Yes. <laughs> the women walk like the fucking Boston Dynamics robots. <laughs> so cool it is the funniest thing 
Scientists need to study this walk. <laughs> All right, guys, just act really cool. <laughs> Got it. It's just swinging around. You see, you see them walking like that. The first thing you think is, oh, she is absolutely going to talk like Tom Papa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I need you to walk like you like you can't use your hands, but you walk through a spider web. You're trying to shake it sure off. Sure thing, yeah, Mr. Director. That's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so, the movie takes place uh, in. It's said to take place in Eastern Standard Time, even though it's set in Kentucky. Uh, wait, uh, Kentucky is split right down the middle, isn't it? Ah, who cares? Uh, so. <laughs> that's the correct answer. Anyway, we cut back. <laughs> yeah, who lives in Kentucky? Uh. They cut back to the cadaver warehouse, which is just what I'm going to call it. And uh, the old guy is teaching the young guy about the cadavers. It's like, oh, we go. It's like, hey, what's the weirdest shit you ever seen here? Well, I'll tell you a weird story. I just assume everyone talks like this where you're from, Parker, because I needed subtitles for some Yes. And uh, he tells them about, like, okay, you remember the movie Night of the Living Dead? I'm like, yeah, sure. October 1968. It was a, it was a great movie. And he says, it's actually based on a real story. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> go on. Yeah, and he uh, he explains that in 1969 there was a, a gas explosion and it, it sent people back to life and the government covered it up, etc. And they decided to make a movie about it. But the movie came out before the explosion. Do you think that the guy who wrote <laughs> the movie would know this sort of thing? <laughs> it makes me so happy. That immediately, like, oh yeah, well this guy's full of yeah. shit, like. You can just look at the IMDb. Oh, he's a year off. But then... And then uh, he's like, oh, I have to admit, this is one of the funniest parts. Of this is what we're going to do Dude. with our first intern we hired for the studio, right? Hey, you ever see Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember the Crypt Keeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got him downstairs to the studio. You want to go check him out? You want to go check him out? Let's go check him out. <laughs> I His delivery, this whole scene is yeah. so good. He's so excited. There's like a five second beat. He's like, you want to see it? And then the look he gives the fucking camera. Yeah. <laughs> that scene so where he's like, no, check out the bodies. And he sticks his tongue out of the, like, the corner of his mouth and rolls his eyes at the same time. Who makes that face? This guy. I don't know what that is. It's like the fucking face you see when you watch the tape in the ring. But also, I love it. He is hamming it up. He's so excited. Like, yeah, you did good on your first day. You know, the zombies yeah. real. Yeah. Now, you see... You want to go down to the basement and look at one? Now, we talked about the New York dolls over here with their punk outfits and leather jackets and the pink mohawks and everything like that. And, like, I, I'm not even going far enough. Like, we could talk about the chain that goes from that guy's tongue stud all the way to his earring or something like that. It makes me so yeah, uncomfortable. I, that, I, I don't know why he's doing uh, that. But that's not the most ridiculous outfit in the, in the movie. The most ridiculous outfit in the movie goes to our young male lead here who's wearing jeans... A tank top and suspenders. I'm a big fan of the guy in the punk group where they're all dressed like punks with mohawks, and there's a guy who's just dressed like he's in the cherry pop and daddies. <laughs> he's so fucking cool. <laughs> this movie's costuming is incredible. This is really just like the most high school production in uh, costuming. It's like, oh, we only go to a single A high school. We don't get to go to one of the quintuple A high schools which has uh, all the really, really good art departments. We have our pants hey, up and over clothes. <laughs> Uh, do we ever get that leather jacket? Uh, no, Steve wouldn't bring his from home. Alright, put the overalls on. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's get out there. Make some movie magic. Okay, so, 
He is dressed like a good guy, doll. So he explains that it's actually CBD oil. So Rob Gronkowski's ears perk up, and uh, it's it's marijuana. You know that movie uh, cured my CT. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> he explains that it's marijuana gas that brings the dead back to life. I, I get it. There, that has to be like we're just trying to make a joke here. It's not even like trying to appeal to like the weed crowd. But this is like a subtle weed joke, right? Which is so hard to do because you either go all out and you make a movie like Cheech and Chong Up and Smoke. That's a great movie. Or you do it like that awful trailer for Zombieland 2 where the guy's like, yeah, I do have weed. Cha-ching. He's holding up that bag of weed. That's not funny. That's not cool. It's just weed. You're just holding up an object. Also, it's, it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> and also the apocalypse. What are yeah, we talking about? Furthermore, it's like... It's like that awful, uh, what was that Kevin Smith uh, thing that he tried to do? Uh, uh, most no, of the, the Kevin Smith, he, I think he tried to create like a web series or a web movie or something like that. And he cast like porn stars and had them smoke weed or something like that. He's just like, I've got weed. I'm like, oh my God, I cool or cannot think of anything I'd want to see less than a high Kevin Smith talking to a porn yeah, star. Yeah, I can safely say I agree. That is my own purgatory. Please do not assign it to me. Can you just imagine being just like, so, um, uh, done a lot of work here, uh, but... How about your brown area? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say it pones dicks? <laughs> you know I'm in mall rats. Like, oh, fuck, man. Sorry. <laughs> Next week's episode, mall rats. Our spooktacular starts Jesus. off with <laughs> mall, rats. mall rats. But if marijuana brings people back from the dead, where has Bob Marley been hiding this whole time? Anyway, he slaps the canister on the on the side like, yeah, this baby will hold for a million years. And that knocks it over and sprays the uh, poison bring back the people to life. Okay. It's so good. He's just like, yeah, don't worry about it, but it's made by the army. Slaps it, gas comes out, goes, oh, fuck. And then the zombie apocalypse It is like starts. the funniest way that you could possibly do. He just slaps it on the side, it falls over, it explodes. It's... He hits it once, he yells, oh, fuck. And then the title yeah, card comes. The best thing in the world because every single other movie would have like an elaborate sequence for how this sort of thing happens. Think back to like Child's Play and he had to use like an ancient voodoo ritual to put himself within the the good guy doll and it isn't revealed that it's wasn't truly revealed that it's him until like the very end. Whereas this is just like, yeah, this baby will get you a hundred minutes. It just does a you can fit a whole bunch of <laughs> blank in this bad boy right here and then a zombie appears. Was it 245TX or something? He gave it some stupid name that keeps changing. And, oh man, I have to admit, I, I thought it was really, really cool where they had the split dog was the first thing that gets brought back to life. That is a I great idea. I love that effect. You've got the split dog, you got all the butterflies, the butterflies that is like, another great you effect. could see in the foreground earlier. That's such a good I idea. Oh man. I fucking Can you imagine the, this movie's the butterflies going so after happy. other butterfly brains? Oh, fuck because of the pain, Parker. Anyway, so <laughs> the acting changes from, well, we'll call it what it is, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for that one guy to, I, I guess, uh, I guess Mark Hamill in uh, A New Hope, because that old guy is <laughs> whining and bitching and moaning and crying about the zombie apocalypse, and it's, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's pretty yeah. upset. He seems to know what's happening. <laughs> It's a real, oh, fuck, don't tell mom. Oh, I hit the zombie gas. Okay, you hit me back, and then it's okay. You don't have to tell her. 
Uh, it was now. so funny. And the best part is he goes up to his desk and like, uh, we should call someone, call the cops. It's just like, no, that'll be bad for business. And he's like, oh, good point. <laughs> uh, we'll call the army. Oh, no, they'll come down here with a bunch of guns. And we'll be like, okay, call your boss. That's an idea. Go up the chain of command. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boss, we have a situation of sorts down here. <laughs> uh, cut to our, our New York Dolls. And they're in the graveyard, you know, probably doing marijuanas and listening to loud music, some rock and roll music with drums and guitars and singing about easy women. And I guess our character's name is Trash, our, uh, our vixen of the evening. Yes. She, her name, she is credited as yeah, Trash. Uh, she decides that uh, a cemetery is the best place to strip down to your skivvies. And we see... All of it. And... I see. <laughs> I don't thing. know why you said I see. You just got yourself all... I see. <laughs> <Did it? laughs> she is nude the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's... It is kind of weird that she's just... The entire time, she's just like, you guys want like a blanket or something? Or kind of, nope. There's acid rain. She's like, oh, fuck, we're going to get the top up on the convertible. <laughs> They're, all the characters around her are wearing jackets. They're just like, nope, mine. <laughs> Not a single one can spare their studded jacket. <laughs> so I was just like, I see titties. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, she's, she's doing this and she says that her number one fear is being nude and eaten to death by old men or something like that. It's like, way to take all the fun out of this scene. <laughs> but she's saying it all gyrating so and doing something. Wait, she's doing the same dance with her hips that the the enchantress was doing from Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know? Trash! I don't want to be eaten by old men. J O I. Soft sounds tapping. Uh, this. What's the matter, baby brother? Don't want to get eaten. Mom and dad won't be so up for Trash long. comes over to whoever the guy is with the, uh, what's his name, poison or something? No, his name is Suicide, I guess, with a chain coming out of his nose or his tongue over to his ear. And he says, yes. man, people just don't understand me, man. Everyone thinks it's some sort of statement. This is who I am, man. I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that's immediately followed by, she is nude. Grinding on him. He just pushes her and goes, show some respect for the dead. I'm like, okay, we know what we're making. Okay, that, movie, that's you got me back. Like, I, I, I think that may have been, that might have been a joke about uh, Dawn of the Dead. I think that was trying to do like the symbolism thing way too heavy, being like, this is what you sound like when you do this. <laughs> I, I think that's, what they're, that's my only defense of it. Also, I hate it when nude women grind all over me. It's disgusting. I'll protect you at all costs. Ma'am, like, please, no. ma'am, ma'am, please. <laughs> I have to get home and finish the fight. <laughs> okay, you get in the side, not the gunner seat. That's your serve for chat. Get out! You don't have the flag. We have a flag here. Get the fuck! I'm out. I can't. Hey, tell me if you're breaking your girlfriend next time. I'll fucking stay home. Come on, suicide. Let's get out of here. These fucking posers. Okay, so this cuts to I one of the women is seen. I guess she's seemingly more wholesome. I guess she reminds me of the wholesome uh, actress in Hobgoblins. It all comes back to Hobgoblins. 
Uh, she decides to leave, and she's looking for, I guess, her boyfriend or something? I have no idea. I wasn't really following along here. But she goes to that medical research company, and she goes down into the cellar. Oh, no, don't go down there, I yell helplessly. And she encounters the most ghoulish fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, the eyes, Parker. That design is so fucking that good. That hideous thing like, looks at the screen and goes, brains. It's like 90% comedy, but that zombie is fucking terrifying you know what's weird is that like that should have been the zombie that they used in resident evil remember the original resident evil 1996 in that that first like cgi cutscene where it's eating that guy and it looks at the camera and you just see half its face you're like oh that's the scariest part of the game are you kidding me look at that thing from return of the living dead that thing is horrifying with like the dripping (laughs) melting skin and everything holy shit like the movie's pretty much just been non-stop jokes and titties. And then just like that, he she closes the door, he's like, surprise, motherfuck, and just conks right in that dude's skull. And you're like, oh shit, I yeah, forgot. He, he bites into his People skull. People are going to die like here. An apple. It's so good. That's the sound work in this movie. It's so yeah, funny. I, this is where I really got into it. My only note for the scene was, yo, what the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's almost a jump scare. Like, there's not a music stand. Yeah, I'd but say it's a jump scare. That thing is just there and just gets in his yeah. fucking head. There's a there's a couple of jump scares. So there's a scene where they're just in a, a desert, like, yo, we're looking for something. Some zombie comes through the window. <laughs> the zombies are a lot more intelligent in this one, which is actually kind of entertaining. Uh, it's it's kind of a both thing, you know. They both they come back from the dead. Uh, they come out of the um, they come out of the ground, but it's also like they are coming out of like these medical research facilities. So that's interesting that they're kind of playing both sides here. I love that the recent ones can still talk so yeah, much. Yeah, I, I like that too. I think it's uh, I think it's a little bit more fun. It also shows you like the progress of this sort of thing can also affect humans, and they can become the living dead over time. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, the the punks are I guess escaping from the cemetery, or someone's escaping from the cemetery, and uh, the rescue uh, first aid people come out there, and. They are attacked. They're attacked by the zombies, and we see—is that a midget zombie? That, yes. I yes, want a wind-up toy of that thing waddling back and forth. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's struggling. He's having a rough go of it. It must be tough to move under all that makeup when you're only three-three. Put enough. Up. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> he deserves it. He's never stopped this before. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, oh boy. So that that scene stuck with me. I can safely say, because <laughs> I like the scene before that happens where that cadaver wakes up. They're like, "All right, well, the movie said just hit it in the brain," so they do. Doesn't work. That was so cool. How it it stabs it through the brain all the way to the floor. It's like, oh, he's not getting it. Oh, never mind. He pulled his neck away from the body. He's like, it's like, did you get his brain? He's like, yeah, I got his brain. <laughs> the guy's response. The movie lied? <laughs> gets me, that reaction gets me every time. It's the most whiny, sing-songy thing. And then that's what starts the whole thing, because they cut its head off, and it just keeps wiggling around, so they just dismember it, put it in trash bags, and then take it to the crematorium run by definitely a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, wow, that guy... That... Like, he's a thousand percent a Nazi, and no one says it. Like, it's... It's there. It's not subtext. Well, Parker, like, you know, on the inside, we all have our different beliefs, and in the face of a zombie apocalypse, I think we could put our differences aside. 
<laughs> but it's still funny. Like they just have all this Nazi shiver where he's got what that specific little pistol, <laughs> and then he just like, hey, where's he work? The crematorium. All right, fuck you too, movie. Whatever you say. I'm sure he knows his way around it. That's what we're implying. Every time they said crematorium, I thought they were talking about a creamery, which is a very different thing. Oh man, turns out oh, I'll take a zombie to Baskin's. <laughs> 31 flavors yeah. there, Chris. Oh, boy. One of them might be brains. Yo. Uh, so, here's one for you. When they got that little... They're, they're trying to, like, barricade the wall so the zombies won't come in here. It's, it's hard to talk about all the different zombie action. There's kind of a lot of it. Uh, but that guy, first of all, he gets bit in the skull. And it sounds... Remember when you described that, like, you farted and your dog, like, jumped up an alarm because it sounded like <laughs> someone was knocking at the door? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, st- she did not care for that. <laughs> I, like, had one leg kind of hiked up, like, my ankle resting on my knee, and just fired one off, and she just jumped up and barked and ran out of the room. <laughs> she didn't care for it. It still, it still doesn't match up to when uh, Greg McElroy <laughs> fucking, he was, like, 10 yards last night, screaming, your dog looks you, and let out, like, a seven-second fart. <laughs> the dog is fucking disgusted by Greg McElroy playing quarterback. <laughs> Pretty sure this preseason. It almost gave my dog diarrhea. This fucking idiot went 10 yards over the line of scrimmage. <laughs> anyway, enough about parts. Uh, I, I use that because that's a sort of sound effect that I think would be most analogous to when that guy gets his just his skull chopped off and the blood starts. I don't know what the word is for it, but I've seen super soakers that didn't shoot that hard. It's just all over the place. It's so fucking. The guy is still screaming while his head is going, ah! I'm like, yeah, I bet it hurts. It looks like yeah, it sucks, you're not buddy. Do that again, are you? R.I.P. Suicide. So, anyway, they stab that one zombie woman in the head with a really, really long stick. And they rip off the top half of her body. They bring it over. Oh, I want to analyze it. And that thing is just moving around. It is. With that prosthetic is yeah, wiggling. It's like, yeah, I want to get out. And they were like, okay. Can you hear me? Yes! I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like... Alright, time to kill myself, I guess. I, I, I did like the idea that they were just like, uh, why are you eating people? Not people. I'm like, oh, is this going to be brains? I'm like, oh, how did I not say <laughs> We don't need... That's all they need. Yeah, just why, the why do you eat brains? He asks, and she replies, uh, to, to stop the pain, the pain of being dead. When you eat brains, it makes it hurt less to be dead. You figure it out. The, the, the quote, I can feel myself rot, made me yeah, feel things absolutely. like, oh, God. That's the most visceral thing like, in this movie. Yeah, I, uh, we should probably get out of here. And you can just hear her moaning as they leave. It's like, I feel myself dying in real time. Please, God, give me brains. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so the movie continues as it ought to. Parker, what happens next? Let you take the lead here because uh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, we skipped yeah, around we really a lot. That's did. almost uh, the end. If you want, we can get right to the end, which is explosive to say. We can, but also, best okay. line send more paramedics. That was really such good. A, I forgot about that's that. Such Yo, a good did scene. you see the scene where more paramedics come and fucking uh, yes. the office linebacker Terry Tate comes in and just tackles that second guy? <laughs> And then they do it again with the cops, and the cop cars line up, the doors open, and just 40 of them come I'm out of the bushes. I'm pretty sure one of them was wearing a Jason Voorhees mask. It's 
I believe it. Yeah, you know, here's uh, one of the other things about this that uh, really sticks with me for some reason is uh, it reminds me of San Andreas. One of the things you when you realize is, wait, I can do anything I want in this game? The first thing you do is you go around to your own cul-de-sac relief. You get a gun and you shoot a pedestrian because why not? They're there. And uh, the cops come. You kill them too, obviously. Now the cops are dead, so uh, the paramedics come. You get like the ambulance. You kill the paramedics too. You steal their ambulance. You turn on the siren and people aren't afraid. You're like, oh, it must be an emergency. You can just start running over people on the street. It's just like, I'm pretty sure the zombies are going to start doing that. All you had to do, CJ, (laughs) was go to the damn moon. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Uh, so, uh, oh, but, do you have any other moments? Before we get to the end, I skip my actual okay. favorite part. Okay, so, we should probably mention, like, the whole thing starts, they burn that first zombie, the ashes go up in the air, and then it starts raining, and that just pours acid rain, it gets into the dirt, brings all the zombies up. This is punctuated by a scene where a, just a big old skeleton comes out of the ground, and the soundtrack goes... Do you want a party? <laughs> As his mouth hinges open at party. I forgot about They that. do it twice because they know how fucking funny it is. It's, it looks like a video that would be on the Share Zone account. It's so fucking funny. I absolutely funny. have to get the soundtrack. It's, I'm going to be listening to it a yeah. lot. This oh, I liked it a lot. Alright, I want to get to the ending because the ending also cracked me up. Right. So I remember uh, one of my favorite games of all time was Resident Evil 4. And that, everybody's just like, they had a contingency plan to sterilize Raccoon City. They just fucking nuke the city. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what they do here. So, I guess I can see what... I love that, like, our right, options. Call the number that's on the side. <laughs> so, they just call the army, like, hey, uh, we breached one of these. And I like how you get it from the army dude's point of view. It's just him sitting in bed in his little PJs just on the phone, like, uh-huh. And uh, when did this happen? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I see. And then how many? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, okay. Just ever so nonchalant about, like, huh, that sucks. Alright, uh, fucking nuke the city. <laughs> I I really liked it. It was so funny, because that nuke is about as loud as uh, as it should be for this movie. Sounds like God slamming it's, his car door. <laughs> You just, like, they fire it off, and then it just jump cuts to Clue Gulliger, and you hear what is obviously a slide whistle. Hey, you guys hear that? <laughs> and then everyone we grew to love just gets vaporized. Oh, boy. It's the only way to end this. That is the answer for, hey, what if they're zombies? A nuke. That is the, you salt the fucking earth. <laughs> but of course it has to have the perfect ending. Of like, I had a worse his ashes, the rain's taking care of it. Like and you know, like all right, well, that's the end of civilization. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts about this wonderful, good movie that everyone should watch? I've only seen it a couple times, and every time I see it, I like it more because there's always things I forget about it. I, I would say that uh, I I kind of liked it, um, but I'm not sure if I liked it quite as much as what was the movie that came out before From Beyond. Yeah, Reanimator. Oh, Reanimator. I think Reanimator is maybe a little bit more fun because the acting is so much more oh. over the top in that. Oh, that's a yeah. good double feature. I mean, then again, if I want to double feature anything, I'm going to feature like Reanimator with From Beyond. Does Reanimator count as a zombie movie? I guess, but it's not like a mass zombie movie. You Close know? enough. Uh, 
I think like zombie movies, like we all know what it means. There's movies with zombies, and there's zombie mm-hmm. movies. Check this out, Chris. Men are the real monsters. Wow. You can take that one to the bank. You know. That's a freebie. So uh, the movie has uh, some really powerful credits with uh, the um, with the rock song that they play during this one. Which again, you don't they leave just, this movie without a smile on your face. They just play the movie yeah. again while punk yeah. music and plays. I did like that little post credits thing where it's just like no animals are actually harmed in this. It turns out there's one figure who's still walking among the city. He's about seven feet tall, and he's covered with matted hair. I just I don't know I thought that was a really good sequel tease <laughs> next week's episode uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 Parker no. Parker we were given instructions for the game of games oh were we because I got oh, nothing from Alex this. also did not give me any instructions <laughs> yeah he's like uh, I think I got off work at 4am so I probably can't make it and then that was the end of thanks the- for nothing Alex okay tell you what I'm gonna quickly tabulate who won everything here Turns out the Lions did not win Fucking somehow. Lions. They should have won that. I'm so but the upset Seahawks did win. So Alex wins at yeah. six and three. You've gone four and five. Hell Alex yeah. is not here right now. So I'm gonna take the liberty of uh boxing <laughs> him out <laughs> and uh I get to assign you a movie. Now I'm gonna do my diligence here. I'm gonna be extra nice to you. I'm gonna rattle off a horror movie here. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it because I, I know you like horror. Uh, if you haven't seen it, then, ugh, then uh, I guess you can watch something else. Have you seen Let the Right One In? No, I've been That's, meaning to then, forever. That is your assignment. I think Let the Right One In is one of the best movies ever made. I have a gigantic poster of it in my room. Uh, spectrally beautiful it has a nice little quote from Rolling Stone at the top that says see it now before Hollywood remakes the thing and ruins it which they ended up doing <laughs> I'm curious to see the remake um, too because from what I've heard like the remake's good on its own it's just the fact that it came out like a year later it's like give it time to fucking breathe if you're not going to change I anything let the right one in as a horror movie eh, it's got horror elements I think it works better as a romance I guess uh I think they're both on the list. I'll probably just watch them both. Good luck with that. I'm not watching Let Me In. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Let Me In! <laughs> Bring it all down! <laughs> all right. Uh, you get to watch Let the Right One In, and you're very lucky about it. We can stop recording. I'm going to watch it in the next week. I'm going to be like, well, I didn't get to assign this. Here's what you're actually watching. <laughs> okay, we can stop recording. And that's the tea, sis.